0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us for another show of <laughs> Marriage Mondays with the Kings. We're going to go ahead and let you know about our amazing sponsors. First up, we have Christian Humor 4 slash Inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you're on the social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor 4 slash Inspiration. Do you desire individual, relational, premarital, or marriage counseling? Are you thinking about starting your counseling journey to becoming a better you? Ear to Hear Consulting and Counseling can help. They offer telehealth services across the state of Texas, therapy in the comforts of your own home. They are now accepting clients. Visit their website at EarToHearCounseling.com or call 254-450-2950. Start today and let us be your Ear to Hear.
1: And as always, we'll have to open up our show with a word of prayer. So if you can safely do so, we ask you to please bow your heads and go with us before the Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you once again, dear God, just thanking you for being the God that you are. We thank you for such a time as this, dear God, that you've given us the words in our mouths, Heavenly Father, to speak to your people. And we ask you to be a rhema word, Heavenly Father, that will change people's lives, that will increase marriages, dear God, on today. So, Father God, we just thank you for our special guest on the night. We thank you for KLGN and everything that it is doing. We thank you, Father God, for your word that is going forth, doing exactly what it said it would do it is healed, delivering and set people free worldwide. Father God, we're praying for individuals around the world today, for the individuals that lost their lives in Seoul, Korea, dear God. We're praying for individuals that have been affected by natural disasters, storms, floods, snow, rain. It doesn't matter what it is, dear God. We're praying for them right now that you would move on your way like no way before, dear God, that you would just change their situation and their circumstance. We're praying for individuals in the hospitals, dear God, behind prison walls, Father. Those individuals that are living on the streets, not knowing where the next meal will be coming from. But we ask that you would just make a way out of no way, dear God. So, right now, dear God, we're just praying that you would just keep us uplifted in prayer, that you keep your hands on your people dear God, that the hands of the enemy will not be able to keep us defeated Heavenly Father, but we should put the enemy under our feet and call us victorious in your name. So Father God we Jesus. plead the blood of Jesus right now for individuals that may be in a coma dear God individuals that may not be in their right mind, individuals that are hooked on drugs, individuals that are addicted to other things that are not like you. Father God we just call it out right now in the name of Jesus and ask that you would do it exceedingly in abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And when that thing is done, dear God, we always give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen and amen. So our foundation of scripture for Marriage Mondays with the Kings come from the book of Matthew chapter 19 verse 6 where it reads, So they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. And
1: our motto for Marriage Mondays with the Kings is helping to build stronger marriages which leads to stronger families and stronger communities.
0: And so, views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This station holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show.
1: And please keep in mind that although we are counseling professionals, the information shared on our show is for ministry and educational purposes only. Also note that the topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us designed to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriage and families and communities as God desires for us to minister.
0: So we are continuing on with our Open Letter to the Church series. And as you all know, we have been having different guests throughout this month. So we're going to close it out strong. Oh, yes, we are. And I'm very excited. So tonight, what we're going to be talking about is being a man in the church. So we have special guests on tonight. We're going to allow him to introduce himself. And then we're gonna allow Mr. King to introduce himself because he yes as well. And so what we would like to know, um, fellas, is for you to introduce yourself to our audience, provide the background that you have in regards to the church. You know, if you grew up in a church, not growing up in a church, what ministries you work in a church, etc. So we're gonna allow our guest to introduce himself.
2: Hello, Kings, and hello everybody. Um, it's real simple, I'm just playing old Ron Grace. Uh, not um, a lot to me. It's somebody who loves the Lord. Period, and that's about it. Okay, that's, so that's sir, my introduction.
0: Did you grow up in the church? You didn't work in different ministries.
2: Yes, sorta. Okay. Uh, and, and what I mean by sorta is because growing up, I did not have the understanding of church mm-hmm. as as it as I do now. So it's uh-huh. a little bit different. Yes, we. We attended uh, the AME Zion um, Church back in Alabama, which you know um, I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later. but okay. So, but now I have a crystal clear understanding of the church and its role in the community, and its place in humanity. So, moving forward, I uh, ministries. I've always worked sound. Um, because of my training, I guess, but I've always realized that uh, the sound in every ministry is the backbone mm-hmm. of of the ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't uh, your if your sound is lacking, your evangelism is lacking, mm-hmm. your message is lacking. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it's unable to be reproduced. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why.
0: Okay, so Mr. King, what about you?
1: Well, uh, as you guys know, I'm Kenya King, one half of Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Uh, I did grow up in church uh, in, in East Texas. Uh, I was in church from a early age all the way up to the time I graduated. Uh, I grew up being an usher, a uh, Sunday school teacher, Sunday school superintendent. Uh, as I got older, in my older years, after I got out of church. My wife and I were married, uh, became a deacon. My wife and I have both been assistant pastors. Uh, in a church that we were involved in uh, in Germany. Uh, I've also been a musician, but you know, most importantly, I just enjoy being uh, a layperson, just doing the behind the scenes work uh, within the church. So that's kind of my background, my introduction, and that's it.
0: Okay. So we're going to get into these questions, y'all, because see what happened for those of you all who are listening. We put this out here on our various social medias and whatnot. And we got some amazing questions for y'all tonight. However, You know, if we get to him, we get to him. not. we're just going to allow God to do God, whatever it is that God's going to do on tonight. But what I want to ask, and either one of you all can go first, based on your own experience, previous or current, what does it mean to be a man in the church? What does that mean
1: Hmm. to you? Go ahead, Kenya. You You know, for me, it's a lot of mixed emotion around that. Uh, Being a man in the church is... um, I would say you're one of the few because Mm -hmm. a recent study that was done actually was done back in 2001 studied the American congregation and roughly about 61% of that congregation was female and about 39% of that was male. Mm -hmm. So being a male in the church. Uh, you're, you're outnumbered, so to speak. Uh, but also with that, there's a lot of things that come along with that. that I think we'll talk about throughout the uh, show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about individuals, males who have been emasculated within the church? Uh, what about well, we individuals uh, who uh, are lacking as a male because they're not being allowed to lead? Uh, If you will. My God. And so being a man in the church is an important thing because with that, as a man, you're supposed to be there for church for spiritual guidance, spiritual growth. There's supposed to be support, fellowship and friendship that is there. Mm. Discipleship, connectedness, uh, guidance and teaching. And I think in a lot of areas, there's a lot of churches that are actually doing that. But there are some churches that are falling short. And missing the mark, and we have to do better to try to increase these numbers. Because if a man is supposed to be the head of his household, mm. he has to get as much as he can in the church, so he takes it back to his household, so his household grows.
0: Mm. Okay, it's so on you, Mister Grace.
1: Well, I commend Kenya for mm. for that
2: because he's absolutely right. Um, being a man in the church today. And I, when, I, when I speak of church, I speak of the assembly.
0: Okay.
2: Now, uh, being a man in the assembly is, for me, a man in the community. Just being born male, you're born with an authority mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the kingdom of heaven
3: mm-hmm.
2: that, you know, you carry that authority with you until you surrender that authority. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean that you are in charge of where you go. Mm-hmm. You must be able to... Have a level of maturity and be have a level of submission also. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so to be a man in the church is, I think, um, is to be authoritative and to be submissive.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So now, if you cannot be authoritative in your home, don't wait to to get to your assembly to be authority <laughs> Oh, that's okay. The show, no, no, the show is over, y'all. The show is over. That on is good. So, He's on
0: board with
1: that. Yeah. Wow. And
2: I, and um. And I not honestly believe that's why a lot of men don't attend church mm-hmm. regularly because they, um, being a man, you're born with a sense of pride.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: once you get to a place where you, you know, you cannot be a man, mm-hmm. um, be in charge,
3: mm-hmm.
2: be a protector, be a provider, then, you know, you kind of take the back seat
1: because you do not have that spirit Or the willingness to submit.
3: Mm. That's good.
1: And you know, I I agree with what Ron uh, was saying. And that was one of my first notes that I made. And I'm so glad he kind of brought it out. Is that we have to realize that men were built for ministry. And if you go back to the book of Genesis and you look at what God gave Adam and, and all of the uh, responsibility that came along with that. But we must realize that for a man to build his ministry, he must we must first equip him to be able to build that and then let him build his first ministry, which is his home. Mm. And see, all too often, and we're not trying to beat women or anything up, but all too often women want to break the man down in a home, but then they want him to be the saint and the man of God mm. in, in the church. Mm. And then what we don't allow to happen is that we want the man to be taught inside the four walls, but we don't want him to to apply that when it gets outside of the four walls and comes home. Mm. And so that's one of the reasons why I think a lot of men pull away from the church because what they're learning that's supposed to be good for them, they're not allowed to apply it so they can never be really full the head of their household because what we'll do, uh, we can shout praises and hallelujahs and throw our wigs off whenever the pastor (laughs) starts talking about Come on, sir. But then right. all of a sudden he starts talking about the women not letting the men lead, mm. then all of a sudden we hear crickets. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay, and, hold on, hold on, yeah, hold on, hold on. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And, go
2: ahead. and um, <laughs> 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 oh, Father, help me. Right uh-huh, go ahead, let's get it. Uh, at, at, at a point, um, we have to be at a place. Um, I talked about a place of, of maturity and submission, but in the same token, women in the house must be at a place of maturity as well Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pastors also have to be at a place of maturity That's true. as well mm-hmm. and I say that to say this because when the wives get home and see the husband doing anything or see the man doing anything that the pastor may have preached on mm-hmm. then of course they become the pastor sign the board. Then yes. you hear pastor say this mm-hmm. and then you hear pastor say that. No, so of course, you know, that's saying in the womb. And same token, if if a man is a man, he's able to come back and tell the pastor, Hey, look, this is what's happening.
3: Mm-hmm. And then if
2: the pastor's not at a place of maturity to be able to handle that. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't happen in twenty twenty two or 2019, 2020, and in in this uh decade mm-hmm. because we all know women are more givers mm-hmm. um are stronger givers in the church so of course some pastors and some churches some I mean, things the churches some assemblies okay cater to women because they are givers mm-hmm. they i mean stronger givers
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know
2: which mm-hmm crazy part is that it still comes out of the same home
0: right that's right good. right right that's good right that's true that's same true. mind scheme and yes. see this is the question that I wanted to ask why you all were speaking about what you were speaking about so I promise you it was probably about four years ago five years ago when I was working at a hospital in Temple and it was a young man who was actually in the military I want to set this up he was actually in the military and he was attending a ministry here in Colleen. because when he said it, I had to go and Google it like, wait a minute, I know that place. But he was saying how he was, um, he was on the radio and he was saying how he was one of the few men in the church mm-hmm. and I don't want to pinpoints if I do then it's going to narrow was it down. His, to people was you know, he one of the
2: few men or one of the few males? There's a difference. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, okay. So let's say the females in the church okay. represented in the church. And he was speaking about how when his wife was deployed, because he was military too, but she was downrange, mm-hmm. you know, and he was back. And he didn't mind helping and doing all the things, they had children, but he was always being called on to do the things in the mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. Sister so-and-so broke down, she's on the side of the road, they would call him, blah blah blah. They would call him. So when his wife came back from deployment, He did what we generally do. Those of us in the military, we want to spend time with our spouse. So he made it known to the the pastor and then the pastor ended up getting upset with him and saying, you have to understand you are in the church first. Hmm. What do y'all think about that?
2: I think the pastor was very adolescent. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also think the the young man was very timid because Mm -hmm. he didn't have a no. Um, for me, where I come from, no is a complete sentence. Come on. So if there's something that I don't want to do, I'm not going to do it grudgingly. I'm not going to do it. Period. I'm. It's going to be a no. Right. So now um, that's what I what I alluded to when I said pastors have to have a level of um, and that. In that instance it's a level of intelligence mm. because you Job thirty one and six. We we have to have balance. Right. If we don't have balance, we have no integrity. If we don't have no integrity, then how can we walk in the will of God? Mm.
1: That's good. And you know, I, I agree with Ron. Um Pastors do have to have that knowledge, that ability to look at the flock because they're supposed to be shepherds of that flock. Mm -hmm. And so if one of your sheep is doing way too much than some of the other sheep, you gotta be able to recognize that because that young man, or or men as we say, they have to be able to minister to their own homes. And when you're ministering all over the place and you're not doing it in your home, that's gonna cause some problems. So just like we say, we're here to build stronger marriages, it leads to stronger uh, families and strong communities. Mm -hmm. You can't get stronger in your own marriage um, to build a community if you're giving everything to everybody else and you don't uh, build yourself up. And a lot of times that's where those divorces come up within Man. the church because we're spending so much time uh, doing what the pastor wants us to do. Notice I I didn't say what God wants us to do, what the pastor wants us to do, that we forget about that very first ministry that we're supposed to be taking up, which is our Jerusalem.
0: Wow! So I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there, cause baby, we can go on this question for a country mile. You hear oh, me? Wow. the multi-million-dollar question that me and Kenya get asked all the time is, um, why do you all believe that men either they stop going to the church or they don't come to the church at all? And when I say church, let me clarify, because I meant to say that in the beginning, mm-hmm. meaning in the building because we all, as the body of Christ, we are the church, but I'm talking about in the building. Why would you all say, maybe y'all have had, maybe you have personal experiences, maybe you've had conversation with, you know, fellow men and different things like that. If y'all don't mind sharing, what would you say?
2: Well, I, I think that's a loaded question, but. <laughs> okay,
0: come on, that's okay. I, and,
2: and, and I say that to say, um, there are various reasons
3: mm.
2: why why men don't come to church. Uh, okay. Don't, don't attend the building. Okay. Okay. Um, now, I can only speak about me.
0: Okay. Go ahead.
2: So, when it comes to me, mm-hmm. now, there's, there's nothing wrong. Uh, and I learned a long time ago not to search out or not to look for what's wrong, but to look for what's right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's nothing incorrect
3: mm-hmm. as
2: to why I, my attendance did not maintain after the pandemic, mm-hmm. But what the pandemic did teach me was that my dependency was on God and God alone.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. You know, and then if there's anyone and I do mean anyone that can show me scripturally what we are commanded to attend the building, mm-hmm. then, of course, then, uh, of course, I would pray differently. Right. But there's. There's, and if you searching your scripture now, and if you coming up with "forsake not the assembly," I knew that you were going to say that because that's not what, what that means.
0: Come on, mm-hmm. Second Timothy two and fifteen, rightly divide the word of truth. That's, that's not what.
2: That's not what that means. Yes. So, but So you know, if if that's what you want to say or do, okay. Um, so Kenya, um, before I, because <laughs> I, I, I have a part two to this. Go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Uh, culturally, as as African Americans, you go. know we. We revert back to talking about slavery mm-hmm. and a lot of us attend church with that very slight slave mentality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is tradition in the church is slavery yes. mm-hmm. in the church mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because how the sense of nostalgia that keeps people returning to the body and return to the building and mm-hmm. not to the body mm-hmm. is based upon what their grandmama did, mm-hmm. what their auntie did, True. who sung the last song or what was the last song at their favorite relative funeral. Mm-hmm. If they sing that in church, then, you know, all of a sudden they get slain in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Which nothing could be more f- farther from the truth. Yeah. Um, and trust me, if anybody listening could tell me, show me scripturally where my church attendance would be counted when I stand before the Lord Mm. on judgment day, then I'll reconsider. But, um, right now Mm
3: -hmm.
2: I don't search it. Wait, go ahead and search the Bible Um, because if you're looking for it, you don't spend enough time in your Bible anyway. Mm -hmm. But, um, I really and truly believe and that in order for us culturally to propel or excel and what um, for us to as a body of believers to really have an impact in our community uh, like like we expect and want it to be then we really and truly have to come to a realization of Our faith walk with God Mm. Um, and I petition everyone that's listening to understand exactly what I mean by faith walk what does the Lord say about your existence and what not what he said to your pastor your grandmama your mama Mm. your favorite person in the church but what does he said to you
3: right
2: because if the Lord is not telling you about you, then your relationship is off keel. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. 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 I have scripture mm-hmm. to back that up. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, so, right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. And you got
1: me. And, and I think for for me, and I'll go off of experience, and of course things that I've seen. Um, there's a lot of reasons why that men don't go to church. Okay. Uh, we have to understand that men have a sense of pride that is built within them. They have a sense of their own ego, Mm. and if that is challenged in any shape, form or fashion, that may back that person down because they feel less than a man. Right. And from my experience, I've seen that so much because you have a lot of ladies that constantly compare their husband to the pastor or a deacon mm. or another brother that saved them, and then their man is not, or he's not acting the way that they want them to act. Right. And what that does, that hinders that individual from not being able to hear from the man of God. Mm. Now you're comparing him to him, but then once he gets that ego and that pride hurt, he doesn't want to hear anything that man says across the pulpit because I'm not him. Mm. And the woman is looking at him more than he is, than she is at her own husband. Mm. And so what we also have to understand is sometimes you have pastors and men in the church that do the exact same thing. They spend more time looking at the man's wife and being uh, all enthralled in her than they are about that man's soul. Yeah, we
0: dealt with that before. And
1: what, what we have to understand is this, men are not dumb, game, recognized game. I'm mm. going to say that for, mm. for the OGs okay. out okay. there. Okay. Recognize game. Okay. The, okay. the other thing that I think we miss a lot is there is a high expectation that are put on men in the church and that same expectation doesn't go across for everyone else. Mm. See, if a sister falls from grace, then we have to pray for her or she made a mistake. But if a man falls from grace, oh, he had to know better. What's wrong with that? You, you're in, a, you're going to hell in a handbasket with gasoline draws on. Mm. And we have to understand that sin is sin. doesn't matter if a woman committing it, a man committing it, the pastor, first lady, none of that. Uh-huh. And then the last thing I'll say before we get ready to kind of flip it around is I believe we're communicating the wrong message. That's the reason why men aren't always in the church. And that wrong message is this instead of calling men to the church, why can't the church go to the men? Oh, oh, Oh. Okay, oh. wait a minute, wait a minute, oh. hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. Oh. hold on, time out, time out, time out, let me breathe on that one. I got to catch that one because that one took my breath. L- let's share, let's share. Hopefully this will be a, a teachable moment. That's mm-hmm. what our aunts say, a teachable moment. I really desire right now, and hopefully people do not do this mm-hmm. in the walls of the church, but Kenya and I will share an experience of what happened when we attended a church. Um, <laughs> When we were in Tennessee Not not the one that we actually joined But anywho um, Would you like to, you to the, Wait, I, you I, I, I got that. it baby Once uh-huh. I said you gonna catch it Okay, okay. so <laughs> going to church We grew up Baptist So we were looking for a Baptist church Okay, We ended up going into this ministry And you know we was just sharing this with our friends Not too long ago at an event But I am the type of person sharing. Let me preface by saying this when I come in church, I'm going to say, ha ha ha, But I'm trying to get seated. I'm trying to settle myself. I'm trying to be, you know, just ready to get into whatever is going to happen in the church, in the mm-hmm. building. Right. And so I remember my, my amazing, calm husband. <laughs> we got home after Sunday dinner. I think we was getting ready to take a nap or something. And he said, babe, I said, what? He said, Deacon so-and-so got one more time. To come up and talk to you. And he he don't say nothing to me. I extended my hand. I greet him. And he just downright disrespectful. So I didn't think that my husband was out of line. Or maybe he was exaggerating. Or none of those things. Because that's not his character. Right? So I was sitting up like. Okay, baby, but a part of me was a little scared because, I mean, I would usually talk like that, not Kenya. He said, God, one more time. So we go back into the church the next Sunday, and here I am, you know, in my zone, ready, whatever, for church. And the guy did exactly, again, what Kenya said. He Kenya reach extended his hand. He did not recognize Kenya. He acted like Kenya was not present, but he was skinning and grinning. As we say in the country, all up in my face, come to find out he wasn't just doing that to me, but he was doing that to others. And this is a leader in the ministry. So respect, Mm -hmm. respect. Do y'all think or the lack thereof? Could that be a possibility as to why men are not? coming to church as well, or maybe they was in the church and what do y'all think? Y'all mean? help me, help me, help me. What y'all got?
2: I would say no. Okay. Um, Because you know, you're going to have schisms. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it could have been, you know, if it wasn't that, it could have been somebody stepped on a shoe. Mm-hmm.
3: Like,
2: if you want to be in church, you will be. Okay. You know, it, it No, I I want to say this um, correctly because it's an assembly. Okay. You know, if you, you should go to church with an intent to receive something from both the pastor and from heaven, Mm. um, that, that should be your, your purpose for going Okay. now, of course, just like if you go into the grocery store, you should go buy groceries. Don't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, let everything have a purpose mm. for you. That, that's that's all that I'm saying. Um, okay. and, and, and whatever you want to do or whatever you um, are doing, don't just go because you're a singer on the praise team. Mm. Or don't just go because you're a musician and as soon as you finish playing your instrument, then you walking out the door, skinning and grinning and, and not there to receive anything mm.
3: you know well i guess wow. you do
2: you receive a check from some foolish pastor <laughs> i got my check yeah that's the,
3: and,
2: and you know your, your check is the motivation and then you you know you make it a, you give it the scripture uh, talking about the lord your gift would make room for you mm. which is again
0: taking out of context Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. extremely, Mm -hmm. taken
2: extremely out of
1: context. I I think that one tickles God, too.
0: (laughs) I like that. Tickles God, too. Uh
1: (laughs) You know, I I think um, respect does go a long way. But but as I was studying for this, you know, um, God dropped some stuff in my spirit. And he kind of gave me the question. One of the reasons why men don't go to church a lot, uh, he gave me the answer to the question, is that they really don't see God. They're not Mm. looking for. They really don't see God. They're not looking for him. Some of them aren't looking for him and some of them are looking for him, but they're looking for God in the wrong way. Or they're looking at other people, expecting people to be God and they can't be God. Mm. Uh, And and when I say that, um, (laughs) think about this, a man goes to church. He's looking for God, but he doesn't see it in the way that he needs to it to make his life, uh, life changing. And then when he gets there, if he's not accepted in a way, he says, "Well, I'm not good at anything that the church does. I, I'm not a urge I'm not very um, well spoken. I don't speak eloquently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the suit and the ties and this, that, and other." So at some point, he feels that he is being compared to the world, the way that they look at things, and what that does is makes him feel like he's not needed. Mm-hmm. Now, watch this. If you put this all together. If he doesn't feel like he's needed at home when he's trying to be the man of the house because the wife won't let him be the man, he goes to church looking for God. He can't see God in the people that are there. He doesn't feel as though he's needed because he can't get involved in any ministry because people look at him a certain way. And then the most important thing that comes out is this part. It's the fact that a lot of times there's not a lot of men in the church because the church only feels that the only man that they need is the pastor and the deacons.
0: Well, <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm gonna let y'all talk this. out. I ain't got no question. Go ahead. <laughs> the cameras on you, sir.
2: <laughs> well, Kenya, let's talk about. Let's just can we just table that and come back to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the, and the and the reason why I say that is because um, uh, for those like i trust me, I'm not having a hard problem speaking. Mm-hmm. I'm really just trying to obey what I'm hearing. Mm. So, um, because if we want to talk about being a man in the church, let's talk about the ambassador, of, uh, the ambassadors of Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because that's really what has what has left the church. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh wow! Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, okay. Yeah,
2: that's that's really what has. A- that, and I did that, that on purpose
1: because I knew you was going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. Um, yeah. Honestly, because um, if uh, okay, Lord, if more pastors was ambassadors of the uh, and, and keepers of the very word that they preach, mm. we wouldn't have so many disconnects and um, isolations of pockets in the body of Christ. Mm. Okay, we there would be a whole lot more unity. Mm-hmm. You, we wouldn't have this pastor talking about this pastor, mm-hmm. or wow. you know that church talking about this church and if this church is having something this church is not able to support it
3: mm-hmm.
2: if the ambassadors of Christ and I'm not talking about the social group or the right, social, right. but I'm talking about the the true pillars yeah. of every church mm-hmm. in this community if they poured more in the community the community would pour more into the building, into the building. Wow so if you want to grow your ministry don't don't water your pews water okay. outside yeah the, the church mm-hmm. so and you know because that's what will fill the the, the churches honestly right uh, right now. right. Um and then we we as believers mm-hmm. and I, believe me I believe wholeheartedly that the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior he yes. is who I serve yes it sometimes it's difficult but he is who I serve right now and he is who I promote. Uh, he is who I endorse in every aspect of my life mm-hmm. so now and I know um, two words are turn off for me.
0: okay
2: um, come on doc <laughs> <laughs> Okay
0: okay okay
2: that is a that is an ultimate turn off. okay me.
3: okay.
2: Because that's pimp talk. Mm.
3: That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, pente- teared, oh, that's
2: Pentecostal pimp speech. Mm. Because you probably about to be hustled.
3: Wow. Okay. Okay. Literally. Okay. okay. Um,
2: I, if I could tell you the number of times that that very phone right over there has rung. And hey, I, I just need 20 minutes. Come on, doc.
3: Mm. <laughs> right, right, so, right, right, right.
2: So, you know, um, if it's not from heaven, mm-hmm. um, as a... Now, this is just my personal opinion. If it's not from heaven as a pastor, I don't think you you should let it pass your lips.
3: Mm. Okay,
0: okay.
2: Uh, because we understand that the mouthpiece in the community and God's representation are those of, of the pastors. Mm-hmm. So... And I mean, this is a phenomenal community. We have some phenomenal pastors. Yes, That's true. Some pastors them. that are after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. But we have some pastors that shouldn't be mm-hmm. pastors. Mm-hmm. They honestly probably shouldn't even be ushers in the church. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. their hearts and their mannerisms are far from God. Mm-hmm. And if there were, if the ambassadors of Christ, were present then churches wouldn't start out of offense.
3: Mm. Wow. Church
2: wouldn't start because of a lack of this preacher getting mic time right. mm. because wow. you you have a level of maturity that this pastor would be able to pick up the phone and talk to this pastor and it wouldn't be well I left that church because I wasn't getting able I wasn't able to speak Mm-hmm. When I wanted to, uh, this pastor wouldn't let me speak. So you go and start your own church, mm-hmm. which is basically you're bringing down the value mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. of of the word and the mm-hmm. substance.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because you literally become a laughing stock here. Mm-hmm. Just giving you, you give more ammunition. And uh, I mean, you, you literally get up, you sweat bullets preaching. Right. But your, but your prayers and your sermon does not make it beyond the ceiling fans. Mm. Yeah. It has no anointing. Mm-hmm. Be- because,
0: mm-hmm. uh, I
2: mean, your 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 church is started on an ill foundation. Right, mm-hmm. right, right,
0: right. So so basically what I'm hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, because of church hurt, things are not being done decent and in order within the walls of the ministry. And so it could shift and change things and not line up the way that God Actually means things to be
1: Church hurt Yeah, and it's not always just uh, church, church, church hurt uh-huh. um, Sometimes It's just Actions we, we have to understand as men uh, Every church isn't for us That's why we have to do our homework to make sure that the place that we take our families to is a place where we're going to be fed. We're going to be nurtured and individuals can be blessed and be able to receive from the man or woman of God that's there uh, in the pulpit. Uh, I think a lot of men stray away from the church because they've tried everything that they knew how. Mm -hmm. And because they didn't meet a certain expectation for whether it be the wife or somebody else, they pulled away. We have to understand that men are not perfect. We're not going to get everything right. And what that kind of leads me back to is King David. See, the church oftentimes <laughs> looks at the package instead of the present that's on the inside. Mm-hmm. If we have more people that can treat men as though David was, because he was a man after God's own heart, he sinned, he did a lot of bad things. Mm-hmm. But we remember him when we look at the word because he killed Goliath. Mm-hmm. We look at all the good things that he did, and that's what we do to men today. We look at them and say, you have to be perfect, you can't sin, you can't do that, you can't do that. But guess what? David did all this, stuff, and we still say that he was one of the greatest kings that there were. We have to meet people where they're at. (laughs) And I think that's one of the key things we're missing. (laughs) We're not meeting people where they're at. I think if we go into ministry thinking that we're going to change everybody, Everybody got to get firestone, brimstone, hellstone, whatever they call it, and and all that good stuff. We're we're missing the mark Mm. because you think about when Jesus uh, was doing his ministry, he got up and got out. I'm going to say that again. He got up and got out Mm. and he went to meet people and he met people where they were at. He didn't care if the person was sitting up in a tree, if they was lying on a mat on the road and couldn't walk. Mm. it, It didn't matter. Sometimes what we have to do is meet the people where they're at and get them to that point where they can be as David was in his final days and not what he was doing when he was younger.
0: Mm. Okay, so let me ask this question. Mm. Look, because <laughs> I feel it all up in the room meet now, people okay? where they're at. Listen, so, mm, that was powerful. Okay, so as a wife, right? Let me give an example first, then I'm gonna ask the question as to how y'all feel that this is best. When we were attending a ministry, There was a wife that always wanted her husband to come to church with her and the children. Um, What she did though, it really taught me a lot. She didn't badger him, she didn't nag him, she didn't talk him down. She would get up, she would fix breakfast for the whole family. She would lay out his suit, pants, whatever the case may be, the whole thing. And then she'd ask him, he said, no, I'm not going. She said, okay, baby, we'll see you when you get back, you know, whatever. Mm. She did not come at him rough, okay? And then one day while we was in church, that brother, she was praying for her husband, praying. And she didn't talk him down to nothing. He walked up into that church, and I think the church went crazy because the prayers. And not only was she praying for her husband, but those in the church walls was praying for him as well as amongst others. Mm-hmm. I want you all to share with the ladies, wives, whatever the case may be. If and I wrote it down. If a wife desires a husband to attend church with her slash her and the children, mm-hmm. how would you suggest she express this to him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because bring it home as Ron just said, bring it home. What a pastor said you should be. I did that one time and Mr. King corrected me so quick, I had to bite my own tongue because he was right in what he said. I was out of order, he was right. So what you got? What y'all got? What y'all got? What y'all got? What y'all
2: got? If a if a lady if a wife wants her husband to attend church with her, what how should she come at him? Mm-hmm. I don't think she should. Mm. And the reason why I don't think she should is because if she could change his if she could change his heart and mind, she would have. Wow. So the one thing that I would suggest she do is like that sister and, and pray mm-hmm. and, and and have faith in and believe in her prayers that the Lord will answer them mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. in His timing.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, we are in a generation now that. Um, it's a microwave generation. Right. So if it doesn't happen today, then we start saying, okay, it'll happen next week. If it doesn't happen next week, then we start to get discouraged. Mm. Um, and that's with anything, not just praying for your, your spouse or praying for your um, kids um, to to get it together. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because truth be told, that that's only something that the Lord can do. Mm, true. Um, and, true. If, and he can, he will do it for you. Mm-hmm. As long as you pray um, and um, and believe the prayers that you pray, mm-hmm. that's 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 my take.
1: Right. Um, I, I'm a little different. Uh, I believe that a woman should be able to go to her husband and say that she would like for him to go to church. Uh, but like Ron said, you know, uh, if she could have did that and changed that already, he would have already did that. That's true. Uh, but I think you express your heart and your desires to why you want. Uh, that husband to go to church with you mm-hmm. and if that person is reluctant then once again you go off into your, your prayer closet you yeah. pray for that individual and you let God do what he's going to do best mm-hmm. uh, I think another powerful thing that we have to look at is we're missing a point here with our children
3: mm-hmm. children
1: can win some individuals over so I believe if you take your children to church what they're learning if you come back to the dinner table doesn't have to be the whole conversation and say hey let's talk about what mm-hmm. we learned today In church, Mm -hmm. There's a good chance that the husband sees, wait a minute, my children are getting something out of this that's positive. That may be the thing that changes it. Mm -hmm. But we also have to realize that we're human beings and we have to come into our own fruition of when we need to go to God. Um, The story (laughs) of, I want to make sure I get this right, the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. It is a good example of the father, if you look what I'm saying, the Mm -hmm, father. mm giving you everything that you need. It's right there before you. The only thing you got to do is wait for that time to come. But no, we don't want that, right? We want it right then and now. So okay, here, here's your blessing. Go ahead and do what you're going to do. You go out and you squander and then you find yourself with the pigs. And then you got to come crawling back. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes for a, a lot of men, that is one of the things that we have to deal with the most is why they're not in church. And Isaiah 6 and 8, we have to get past our sins and we got to move forward. We got to quit looking mm. back. But for a lot of men, that sin weighs them down that says, I'm not good enough. And God has already told you that you're the head not the tail. You're above and not beneath. We got to start believing that in ourselves. And once we start doing that, maybe individuals start coming back. But you need that wife's support. You need that encouragement. You got to pray for that man, even when he doesn't feel like praying for himself. And you never made that man feel like another man is above him. Because the minute you say well, sister uh, brother so-and-so is in church, oh, you just backed him off for another six months or so.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And so I want to share this, just to know what y'all what? thoughts are. I don't care. I don't oh, share.
3: Okay, I'm <laughs> not go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm
0: just saying, ahead. as a wife. Yes. How would you approach that question? Now I'm just going to be honest. The old me, I probably would have been nagging and I would have mm. been comparing. Um, but when I see, that wife do that. And I, you know, hey, can you pray with me? Can you come in agreement with me? Whatever the case may be. When I seen what she did, that modeled something for me. Uh Well, I was like, wow, it changed. Listen to what I said. That modeled something for me. Uh That's a lot of things that I don't see. We sometimes um, come together, because you said forsake not the fellowship. When we come together in fellowship, whether it be inside the church or outside, the church walls if you will we need to be modeling something so she modeled something to me at that point in my 20s that I would never come at him like that I would do exactly Mm -hmm. because prayer worked her faith God knew what the desires of her heart was so yeah oh shit oh I would have been on his neck but the new no once I seen that I said oh my god I didn't see that growing up so the, the the most go-to thing for most women, I'm not trying to be me, but I'm just, you know, keeping it honest like I always do, is we nag. So am I gonna believe God? Or am I gonna try to change him myself? That's good. Because that's the era in a lot of relationships. We too busy trying to change everybody else instead of praying for them. And then let me say one thing, and I'm gonna turn it over to you, Ron,
3: because <laughs> this is what y'all
0: was saying. I was thinking about it. What we stopped doing, even before the pandemic, is we stopped having a conversation with people. Mm -hmm. We stopped asking them what happened or why. Not that we got to get in anybody's business, but just even when the word say, with having an O, instead of me going and saying, Kenya, we leaving this church, we about to go start another church, then I'm supposed to go and talk to the person I got it all with according to the scripture right and then if we can't get it right then we got to bring in a mediator per se whatever case may be people don't do that Um, no more we don't have conversations with people we get mad we don't uh Mm -hmm. we don't this is what we say in the counseling (laughs) I'm gonna say this turn over to Ryan we don't have a conversation with people to seek understanding we have a conversation with them to have a response okay what you got Ryan
2: I I agree with that I, I agree with that um having the conversation, and, and I'm just going to be as transparent as I can. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to have a conversation with a lot of people.
0: Okay.
2: I, I really don't. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I don't want to have a conversation, mm-hmm. because it's normally um, the same conversation. Mm-hmm. The same conversation that you may have had before. That I, every time I see you. Oh, It's the exact okay, same okay. thing. There's, 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 there's nothing new. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very, very surface very very superficial. Mm. Uh um, hey brother I've been meaning to call you. Oh he walked into this next thing. You, you know what I'm saying? Right, so, right,
1: right.
2: Yeah. You, my you number can't. ain't changed. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um so why why is it that I can be found when you need something? Mm, there you
3: go.
0: My you God. Go.
2: Mm. Like God lays me on your heart when you need something. oh but you, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. exactly. Where where is that very same God? Mm. When yeah. all I needed was a hello. You wow. Go. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I, I didn't wow. need. I I didn't even need a how you doing. I just needed a hello. Wow, yeah. wow. That's wow. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't say you didn't see me. There right. Because I was of right you. Yeah. Like, right. I, we locked our eyes for about thirteen point five. Six. milliseconds.
1: Yeah. Right. And, so, And that was one thing that, I mean, I totally agree with you on that because I had that as part of my notes, is that one of the reasons why a lot of men aren't going to church is there ain't nobody checking on the men. They quit to call the pastor's wife or pa- to call a wife and say, hey, what's going on within the family? You need to be talking to the man. Yeah. And then if a man does come forward and say something, well, you know, just pray about it. No, I'm not against prayer. Prayer changes a, a prayer lot of things. things. So See, sometimes it's I, the I only thing something. that works. I know. Right. <laughs> sometimes I need some bond and I need you to show me that I'm important to you as a human being, as a member of your flock, or even yeah. if I'm not a member of your flock, but as a human being, I just need you help strengthen me as an individual, mm. show me some things that may be able to help me mm. and, and don't just be quick to throw a answer. For every question that comes out there. See, you know, yeah, I, I'm hurting for money. Don't just say, well, here's $50. Go take your wife out. Mm-hmm. No, show me yeah. how to manage money. Show me how to make money. Show me how to make my situation better and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it's right. just like the, the old saying, you know, if you give a man a fish, you'll eat for a day. But yes. if you show him how to uh, fish, yeah, he'll eat he for, for a life. lifetime. Mm-hmm. And we need our men to be eating for a lifetime mm-hmm. in a lot of different areas with discipleship, with fellowship, with hanging out with one another as me. <sighs> okay, hold on. That's me. Look, hold on, hold on. Just on, on that, on. Oh, just on that, on that managing statement.
2: <laughs> on that, on that managing statement. Mm-hmm. Hey, huh? um, so I was at a one of the local uh, department stores. Um, about, I think it probably was like about eight, eight something on Sunday morning, not far from here, and there was a AAU basketball team. Of kids and their coaches you know the kids was by the doors Mm -hmm. and the coaches was off to the side they wasn't selling goods they were just asking for money Mm -hmm. so in my mind I'm like okay Sunday morning and these kids are up this early
3: Mm. begging Mm. Wow Wow
2: so so one you know where was the parents for these kids? Mm. Um, and I thank the Lord that, you know, um, whenever it came to our son, if he wanted to do something, yeah, we're not doing fundraisers. Here's what he need. Well, everybody can't. Okay, I'm just telling you, we're not doing the fundraisers. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I teach my son how to work mm-hmm. and earn not standing big. Mm. Mm. Wow. Especially yeah. for a sport that plays their biggest day. On Sunday,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow, yeah, that
2: so, is true.
0: Mm, again,
2: mm-hmm. where are the ambassadors of Christ? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, to say no we're not doing it. So, let me let me get this, please. Look, please. So, to go back to our multi million dollar question, <laughs> um, we had a man respond, we had a couple actually, but he said, The reason why <laughs> men are not in the church, I'm just gonna read it. He said, fake connection and the church at large is getting a bad rap because so because of so many folks that say from the pulpit that they care about the community or X, Y, and Z, but they only do building projects and never discuss or mobilize, mobilize to address said passions. Oh, Father. We at large have become worse than the Pharisee and Sadducee. We know who our neighbors are, but we don't care. So why bother going to something fake on Sunday when you got a
2: do The work and
0: smell all week like that. Mm. Um, I was
2: like, Yeah, I got a problem with that.
0: Okay, go ahead. I mean, I'm just saying that was a comment. Because
2: that sounds like an excuse to me.
0: Mm. Okay, Um,
2: because if why why are we waiting on anybody to do anything from the pulpit?
3: Mm. The
2: the pulpit is confined in between the four walls, between the porch and the altar.
3: Wow,
2: so now. If you want to impact the community, go start impacting the community.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Why are you waiting on the pastor to do anything?
3: Wow! Hmm.
2: If if you have that burden on your heart, mm-hmm. then clearly you should go out and do something in the community,
3: mm-hmm. something
2: constructive. Um, so, yeah, that that, yeah.
1: No, yeah, (laughs) I I just have that. Yeah, I I think he has a point there, Uh, but but I think a bigger point behind that is we're we're all. Human beings, we all have different emotions, mm-hmm. and understand this: when certain things are said in the church, or certain things are done in the church, it affects individuals yeah. in a different way. So, something that traumatizes me may not traumatize you, absolutely and I have to deal with that in a different manner. Mm-hmm. I think, from this standpoint, when I hear this, I really hear an individual saying, "Yes, there are some things that need to be do. We need to mobilize and do some things. Yes, it's not an excuse to to wait on the pastor or for you to wait. There's some, there's some things that need to be done, mm-hmm. but I think more importantly, I think this person is saying they're tired of the fakeness Mm -hmm. and they want people to just be natural, be be upfront for what you are because Sadducees and Pharisees are saying this, that, and the other, but then when Jesus stepped up, oh, y'all ain't got nothing to say. But in this particular area, Mm -hmm. I I think that individual needs to understand and and I I put myself out there as saying this because I've been in that boat myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had to get to a point where I had to realize it ain't about the pastor. It ain't about oh. that person next to me in church. This is about me and my relationship mm-hmm. with, with God. Mm-hmm. And yes. so when I got that point down, it was easy for me to go to church and focus on the word, whether it was meant for me or not. hmm. And leave up out of there and nothing bothered me. Absolutely. Now, early on, it was totally different. Mm-hmm. Sam will tell you. I'm not going to see him live. There are some times I'd be sitting there in church, but baby, let's go. <laughs> this foolishness there, there? This foolishness. <laughs> but yeah. what I had to realize, maybe that word was for one person. Maybe it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I couldn't receive it. Correct. Or maybe my heart was hardened and that was the reason why I couldn't receive. Mm-hmm. But once I got past that point where I, I can go to any mm-hmm. church I want to right now. And I don't have to worry about it. nobody else around me because yeah. I'm not thinking about you. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about what's in line, the head, what's up under there, and our children right down the line of what God is going to drop That's in correct. us. After That's that, correct. it is all wrote. It is what it is.
3: Mm. Yes.
1: And, and, wow. And I'm I'm, I'm telling you that the
2: spirit of Ichabod is very real. Mm. Come on. And there, uh, if you don't know who the, if you don't know what the spirit of Ichabod is, yeah, I can tell you what it is, but. Um, it's it's somewhere between Genesis and Revelation. Mm. So,
3: <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, because
2: go
0: and study for yourself instead of people always telling you absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, That's absolutely. How people get straight. And
2: trust know? me, it, some of y'all can say, "Well, he don't know." Yeah, he okay. <laughs> Right, So, right. Um, but yes, the the and, and the crazy part is is that the spirit of Ichabod is very much present in a lot of churches with Cadillacs and. Mercedes in the parking lot.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And,
2: and, yeah. And, it, and that, as a believer, that hurts. Right. It, it really does. Um, because um, have you ever seen a cheerleader at inning? Because I know y'all are sports fanatics. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Good ones, but y'all are whatever. <laughs> Look, Look, keep this down. on the floor okay, Boomer. Okay,
3: anyway, anyway.
2: So, so, have you ever seen a cheerleader cheer a turnover? No. Absolutely, only no. on the other side. Only on the other side. Right, right, right. Who's the receiving side? Well, yes. that happens way too often. On Sunday morning mm-hmm. There is a There is an Amen section come Forever on. Did yeah. you just
0: give an analogy? No, no, come, on, come, on, son, come on Come on Come on
2: It's true Way too often mm-hmm. And it 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 does it Again It does nothing but When someone goes Home and they really Find out the truth And they see Yeah that wasn't right Yeah Right mm-hmm. right right, right. You, you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Right yeah. right Because of being Ill prepared mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right know
3: Wow.
0: So I, I would, yes, this is a good one. I got to ask another question because I know I told y'all now, but we are here with the owner. Anyway, what does it mean to lead your home, knowing how to lead without being ego focused, mean or disregarding of others? What would you say?
1: You know, for me, I think the first thing the person has to do as a man is that you get in prayer before God and ask him, what is it that you need to do to get yourself right so that you can? Ah. And then with that, I believe this is me because uh, I've been in that situation before is you take it to First Corinthians, the 13 chapter, the love chapter. Mm-hmm. And it will tell you everything that love is and what it is not. You need to do those things that shows what love is. Mm-hmm. And if you lead the, your your family in love, all that other stuff will not come up. You won't have to worry about selfishness or it all being one-sided because you're doing things out of love and not for self. That, that's mm-hmm. just a, a tidbit from That me. you got. Okay, mm-hmm. what you got, Ryan? Could you could you repeat the question
0: for Okay, me? so the question says, what does it mean to lead your home Knowing how to lead without being ego focused, mean, or disregarding of others.
2: Can you lead without being ego focused? You can. You can lead without, you know, being mean, being mean to others. Okay. But can you? Can you? I mean, I'm, I don't
0: know y'all the men <laughs>
2: because I think you have to have a level of confidence.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. But it's confidence and ego the same thing.
2: Well. It, it absolutely is not. Mm-hmm. However, you have to have a level of certainty
3: mm-hmm.
2: in in what you believe, okay. and and you have to have a level of certainty and um, into the path that you're going. Mm-hmm. Especially okay. if you if you're leading your family there.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Now, um, yeah, <sighs>
0: that's a deep question. Sorry, no, it's it's not the, at the end. It, 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 <laughs>
2: To disregard others is just flat out disrespectful to christ i think
0: i believe so too um
2: and, and because there's nothing we could do without people mm-hmm. you know you you can't share the goodness of of the lord if less you share it to people mm-hmm. you know yeah you could you could tell it to the birds and what would they understand right right um right. so to, to to disregard people i think that's um and and to be insulting to people, I think is very disrespectful to Christ as well. Because mm-hmm. you you have to understand that uh, we're creations created in His His own image. Right now, sometimes some people probably need to be put in their place.
0: Let's do it peacefully. Right, do you it know? with love. Do it
2: in love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, Shan,
0: <laughs> look, because I got another but question I'm just saying about when, emotions. When you
2: say when you say do it in love. Mm-hmm. Is that always a good thing?
0: Well, I'm not saying uh, 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 tiptoe around the situation. I can tell you how I feel in love directly. Mm-hmm. I do it all the time. I ain't got to cuss you off and go, you know, cuss uh-huh. you out, go off and all that kind of stuff. So uh-huh. I guess that's, what, but I'm not going to tiptoe around it. We're going to have this conversation,
2: uh-huh.
0: but I'm going purpose with all that is within me. But sometimes, sometimes
2: sometime love is not tender. It is always kind, but it's not always tender. Mm. Sometimes love is tough. Yeah. And the truth, my God, sometimes it's not easy.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true.
2: That's so true. doing it in love, mm-hmm. it, honestly, I think some people
1: lie on love a lot.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said
0: lie on love a lot.
1: And, and, and people do uh, do that. I think another thing we look at when we talk about leadership, there's many different aspects of leadership. It's not just about being able to make a decision and telling people what to do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's about you taking the head and being the example uh, for your family. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. about leading your family when it comes to worship. Now, that doesn't always mean that you got to sing the song put your hands up and all that. (laughs) But sometimes (laughs) it's it's just the fact that you may be that person that says, you know what, we're going before the Lord today and we're going to pray. Mm -hmm. You may have to be that individual that leads Uh, When you show people how to give, to Mm -hmm, be a giver, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'll just go out there and show you. I messed around one time and we were going shopping. And I took a grocery cart back that was just in the middle of the uh, parking lot. Mm-hmm. From that point on, my, my youngest son, every time we go grocery shopping, he asked that question Why do people just leave him here? The rack is just right there. Just putting- I'm just going to move the rack. Mm-hmm. And that shows him that sometimes you have to do other some things that other people won't do. Yep, you got mm-hmm. to be willing to do that. And so, leadership. We can do a whole broadcast just on leadership itself, but most people think leadership is about me being in a certain place, telling other people what to do. They respond to it, and that's it. Mm Effective leadership. It is. Yes, Yes. yes, it is on so many other levels because this is my my biggest one. I'll leave it at this. This is why I believe I was a – I would say a fairly good leader when I was in the military. Mm -hmm. I would not ask anyone else to do something that I wasn't willing to do on my own. That's true. So if I ask you to dig a foxhole, I'm going to dig it with you. If I ask you to burn stuff in a a half 55-gallon drum in in Iraq or Desert Storm Desert, Mm -hmm. I'd be right there burning it with you. Right. I think that's effective leadership, showing people what you're willing to do so that they can get it as well. Mm. I I couldn't agree more with you. Mm -hmm. I I, I couldn't agree more with you.
2: Um, Mm. But now... Let's talk about effective leadership in the church. Mm. Okay. Well, in the body. In the body. Because okay. gotcha. when I say church, I'm thinking of the building. I, uh, I Not uh-huh. the assembly. Mm-hmm. The ecclesia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you, you hear pastors say all the time, well, yeah, I pick up paper. Yeah, but you also refer to it as your church. Mm. There you go. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so um, you walk down your street and won't pick up paper, but you brag about Picking in up paper, paper in the congregation, church. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I, that's what I mean by effective leadership. Yeah the the very the very traits that you exercise outside in your home mm-hmm. in your congregation should be in a, a standard for someone else to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, now is that well, I don't know. I, again, a lot of the pastors. I mean, I, I'm i thinking about me. I've got to give an kind of account for my own Yeah. Mm-hmm. So You know, it's, it's, it's up to me. My soul's salvation is solely on me. Right. Yeah. You know?
1: and, and And I don't want people to take it wrong like we are bashing the church, bashing pastors and things of that nature. This is the stuff that we see on, on a regular basis. I, I've seen it for years. And the church is not a perfect place, but it is a place for people that are sick and people should be able to come there to get healed. Mm -hmm. And and in the midst of that, if you are a man, and you're saying that the church is not a place for you, maybe it's a certain church, but the church of God is Mm -hmm. really for you. Mm -hmm. God is calling you. Sometimes we have to be ready to answer that call. But once he equips us, we we gotta be ready. Because for me, uh, there was a time when I know God called me out to do some things I didn't feel like doing it, right. but I went ahead and did it. There was a time when you came to us and said, "Hey, we want you to do this show now, man. No, you know what? We'll do it for six months, and we'll, we'll help you all out." It's been almost six years. The Lord told it me it has that.
0: been six years. Yes, the six Lord,
1: years. <laughs> the, I, the Lord actually told me. That.
0: I yeah. know God used y'all. That's the next month. So That's sometimes, month.
1: as men, when it comes to the church. You got to be willing to open up your ears and listen because you ain't right about everything either.
0: Mm. Can I please ask this one question before we go off there? Okay. About emotions. And I promise you I'm done. So this person said emotions. Why do you think women intercede and cry out more than men? And if this is not true, why are women more willing to make an open display of affection slash need for God and his people?
1: What well, we got? Women are emotional creatures. They were meant to be that way. That's the way God made them. Men are more masculine. That's not to say that we can't cry out or, or we can't shed tears or things of that nature. But also look at the stigma that's been placed on men that from an early age, okay. oh, men, you don't cry. You don't act that way. You, yeah, don't, you, do you don't do this. You don't do that.
3: Tears, so, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so society has plays a big part in that. Mm-hmm. And then church has played a big part in that stigma as well. Mm-hmm. Where if a man does cry out, then all of a sudden he done did something that's wrong.
0: Mmm. Mmm. <sighs> Don't
2: miss the grace, the camera's coming to you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, for for the individual who asked that.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and I know y'all probably, you know, say something is definitely off about me, but
3: what?
2: I don't think tears move God. Mm. Okay. I don't okay. think I don't think tears, whether from a man or a woman, cause God to react any faster. Mm to his perfect will. Okay. Actions. So You understand know what I'm saying? Actions. Mm-hmm. So, so now, if you feel like crying, cry.
3: Mm-hmm. If
2: that's going to make you feel better. But if you are commanding a response from God, because, mm-hmm. yeah, tears work on maybe your spouse or, or whoever you're trying to influence. Wow. They may be influenced by your tears. Mm-hmm. Your tears don't influence God at all.
0: Wow. That's the
1: show. Yes.
0: Right. <laughs> so y'all, guess what? That's the show. <laughs> well, we, we gotta close. We gotta <laughs> close. are going to close. So what I'm going to ask at this time, um, as we prepare to close out, is what closing remarks do you have, Ron Grace, um, whatever it may be for the listen audience as we close out.
2: Um. First and foremost, thank you all. Um, for this conversation, I am very pleased. Um, with you all at the point to where I can just sit down and and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, y'all my sister and brother. Mm -hmm. Um, but um, what I. uh, Okay, wait. I I I do have a comment, but I. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, this, this this brother, it was very dear to me, he said, um, he, when he was talking about um, churches catering to a gender, he said, um, there are theories that many churches knowingly or unknowingly create a feminine atmosphere with their decor. Mm. Yes. Mm. Floral arrangements, pastel mm. colors, frilly curtains and pictures of passes, pastoral scenes make for a peaceful ambiance but they tend to make men feel a disconnect. Yes. Wow. Some churches mm-hmm. attempt to appeal to masculine sensibilities by changing their decor to something edgier, darker, more robust, and less nurturing. You know, he said that that's a, that's a, a few of many. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow, that's
0: deep. If, if the,
2: to, to who To the decorating committee. Right, right, right. Which should be connected to the intercessor and the intercessory team and mm-hmm. the prayer team. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, whatever, however the Lord leads you to decorate, but be led of the Lord. Is is really too many opinions in the church and the body now. My God. Um, there's so many different versions of the Bible and people say, well, we do this version because it's easier to understand. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're in a relationship, then you all, the the two of you, should never be at an equal point. Mm. It, it should be one here, one one in front, one in back, and depending on the subject. So, um, and I think speaking of the the church, the church have taken um, a backseat role where they sh- where they are supposed to be in a leadership role. Wow. Um, there are there are many churches now who you know they see something on on television and they want their congregation or their church to to, like to that. emulate that. Mm-hmm. Um, which if the Lord told you to do that and He provided the resources, you know, do that. Right. But if the Lord didn't tell you to do that, and please stop lying.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Good one. Please.
2: I'm just saying. You know. um, Fifty dollar line. The Lord told me there was twenty people.
0: I never seen that in the Bible. Wait. Huh? I'm just saying. I'm saying when I did my second chapter I yeah. didn't see that, but yeah. it, okay, if, that was new to
2: me. If the pastor has brought you there for a fundraiser, pastors, please let your congregation know that it's this guest pastor is coming as a fundraiser. Mm. Um, that type of manipulation and deception, um, you know, God is giving you the deuces, and His spirit is not in your congregation. Wow. Um, so, but to everyone, uh, please don't think that this has been a church bashing, Mm-mm. right? Um, because it it hasn't. Um, right. Trust me, I don't think there's any better organization in any community than the church mm-hmm. that has the will of God at its forefront mm-hmm. and that is carrying out the principles of heaven and operating in the oracles of heaven.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now. If you know, I'm just gonna leave that, down <laughs> okay. Next, next show. Next, next show. show. Hey, thank you all for tuning in to KRGN 98.5 <laughs> The Rock. Um, I'm I'm very happy. Uh, I was very. I'm telling you, I was super excited about this about this topic, and you know, people and some pastors all day me, "Well, uh, what are you what are you gonna say?" Whatever the Lord is, whatever the Lord uh, releases, that's what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I understand that the the, the church in the community, like I said, is a great organization, a great mechanism or a great organism Mm -hmm. in the community. Mm -hmm. And if the church poured more, and I'm not talking about giving turkeys away, I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about the compromising trunk or treat. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking literally invested in the people Mm -hmm. in the community and the people in the community will certainly invest in the church and the community. So if you want to grow your church,